Welcome to the Spiritual Boss Babe Podcast. If you're a woman who is ready to step into your power and manifest a life and business that sets your soul on fire, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Stephanie Bellinger, and I'm a mindset and success coach for spiritual entrepreneurs. I am obsessed with helping my fellow soul sisters shine their light and live out their purpose so they can experience more magic in everyday life. We all have a special purpose here and we're meant to share our message and gifts with the world. You deserve to be fully supported emotionally, spiritually, and financially from doing your soul's work. Together, we can make a massive impact in the world and it's time. So let's do this. Hello, my beautiful friend. In today's episode, I have my friend Niaje here with me, and I'm so excited for her to share her magic with you. Niaje is actually someone I met on Clubhouse several months back, and I was so excited when I first met her and connected with her because I just love everything she is doing and sharing with the world, and I it's an honor to have her on the show today. Niaje is a certified sound therapy practitioner and energy healer, helping people activate their and balance their chakras and operate from a place of alignment. She's all about alignment and abundance. Niaje is also the host of an amazing podcast called Abundance Hack Podcast, which you totally need to check that out. And she loves sharing stories and tips to help people release their blocks and live an abundant life. In this episode, Niaje shares so many things around healing, energy work, abundance, getting into alignment, clearing your chakras, and so much more. I'm super pumped for you to jump in and make sure you tag us when you listen on Instagram. You can tag me at the spiritual boss babe and check out the show notes so you know where to connect with Niaje after the show. So without further ado, let's welcome Niaje onto the show. Welcome to the show, Niaje. I'm so excited to have you here and I cannot wait to dive into everything that we're going to talk about today. You have so much gold to share and I know it's going to be a really potent conversation. So thank you for being here. Mm, Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to first open it up a little bit. I know you're really into, you do a lot of sound healing work and work with the chakras, what led you to doing this sort of work on your journey and and your I want to hear a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey actually of like how did you come to bring your gifts in such a way that you're doing today oh man oh my goodness I I'll take it back I used to own a dance and aerial studio and during that time, Ariel, so for anyone listening that's not familiar with Ariel silks, it's like Cirque du Soleil where you like cr- climb on the fabric and do tricks in the air. And I, I was the first person in this city to offer Ariel. So we had people that were like first time and they came in with like, mm, I want to try this, but I don't know if I could do it because I'm not strong enough. I'm not flexible enough. Like all of these excuses. And I'm like, this art will help you gain strength and gain flexibility. And so seeing the transformation in the women, mostly women, we did have a couple of guys, but mostly women, seeing the transformation in them from them doing something that they didn't think that they could do, like it really sparked something inside of me that like, if you could help people overcome something that they don't think they can do, 
that transformation will trickle over into every area of life, which is when I really started coaching because I was like, I want to get deeper into this. I want to help people overcome things that they didn't think that they could do. So that's when I started coaching. And <laughs> my coaching journey was a little interesting because I, I bought all of the programs that said, you know, you'll make all this money if you buy this and create the funnel. And I went through a process where I'm like, okay, I'm not making all this money that people say that I'm going to make. So what mm. am I doing wrong? So I went to the drawing board and I really learned about the back end of sales funnels and marketing and stuff like that. So so I coached for a while. And during that time, I launched a podcast. I'm giving you like the whole timeline. Yeah. <laughs> so I launched a podcast and the podcast kind of organically turned into something where we shared a lot of different healing modalities. And with the healing modalities, I like to try everything that I talk about. So I went through a couple of different things like EFT and um, theta healing and stuff like that. And then I tried sound therapy and I fell in love. Like I, I went to a sound bath and I was like, holy shit, what is this? Like I need more. And I just kept going and I felt the layers just like like falling off, just like the programming and the fears and the blocks. Like I just literally felt it like falling away. So around that time, a certification was coming to town and I saw it, but I was like, mm, I have too much on my plate because I was still coaching at the time. And a friend was like, did you see this? You have to do it. And I was like, okay, I feel like this is a nudge from the universe, but I don't know. And then I just kept seeing it over and over. So I'm like, okay, universe, I hear you loud and clear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to do this. <laughs> so I got certified and it was more than what I ever imagined. So when I was going as a client, I was going to sound baths where you just lay there and the sound is around you. But the certification program was actually where the bowl expected it to be. And that really just took off from there. So I incorporated it into my coaching and, and now I pretty much do sound therapy full time. Wow. That's awesome to hear your journey of like what, like the path. I mean, we all have a path that led us to doing what we're doing. And it's really inspiring to hear yours and to see like your growth and expansion with everything that you're doing. Can you share more about like what is what what do you do with the sound therapy and and is that something that like so when when you teach in this in your certification program is that something that you're teaching people how to facilitate so right now I don't have a, a certification program. I got certified in oh, got it, got it, got it. therapy. Yeah. So I, I do have a support group for healers and practitioners because there's not a lot of support for sound healers, but I don't have a certification program yet. But just to give you like a background of like, yeah, I like how you say yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. It's on its way. <laughs> So to give you a background of what sound therapy is, I play crystal and Tibetan sound bowls and they produce a frequency that's measured in hertz. And depending upon the hertz, it activates different brain waves. So we have five different brain waves and it takes you into a theta state. So if you know about theta healing, if you know about um, like hypnosis and NLP, it's all tapping into that theta state. So with the sound bowls, the sound frequency is tapping into that theta state. So it's allowing you to reprogram your subconscious. And some of the benefits is it reduces stress and anxiety. It enhances cognitive functions. It helps you 
heal emotionally because it's tapping into like the vibrations is tapping into the trapped emotions that we have in our body and the physical aspect when i do the bowls on the body it's activating the lymphatic system so it's basically detoxing it's it's cleansing you of all the crap that you have stored in your body and getting your cells moving so it's healing on a cellular level that's that's so cool. I love listening to like different sound frequencies and I've had, I've been to like live sound healing as well. And it's really cool how just the sound and the vibration can shift something so deeply inside of you. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Go on. It's, it's really powerful. And I think that so I, I do sound therapy at a rehab facility and you know, people recovering from addiction is they're, they're dealing with a lot. And sometimes, sometimes it's uncomfortable. So I will say like, if you have some type of trauma, I, I believe that it's a gentle way. It brings it to the surface, but when it brings it to the surface, it's an opportunity for it to heal. But for people who have severe trauma, for example, bringing it to the surface before they're ready sometimes is not comfortable, but I believe that like if I'm aware that someone has trauma, there's certain bowls that I'll use that will help with like really heavy emotions. So it's it's a really powerful modality that can either just be relaxing or it could help people deal with heavy emotions. Mm. And when the emotions come up from the sound healing or just even in, in in general, when the emotions come up, um, the stuck emotions, I guess, from from the past, from trauma, from whatever, uh, how do you um, recommend, like, how do you walk someone through, like, processing that? So one of the things that I recommend is they surrender to the process. If you fight it, if you try to suppress it, I believe that suppressed emotions turns into physical ailments, physical ailments turn into disease. So Mm. one, I tell them surrender, whatever's coming to the surface, that's your body saying that you are ready to release this. You're ready to heal. If you feel like crying, cry. If you feel like moving around and you need to shake it off, shake it off because we don't want it stored in your body. We want it to come out. So whatever you feel like doing, really tap into your body and allow it to release whatever is no longer serving you. And something really good after is to journal. And I I usually recommend people journal and then rip it up. So don't store it. Don't go back to it. Like you released it. You're letting it go. You, You took a moment to honor it. You're letting it go. And now just be ready to move on and create space for joy, abundance, love, and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So it's not something where you want to keep revisiting it. It's like, once it comes to the surface, honor it, let it go, and then move on. Yeah. I love that. Like holding space for it to honor it while it's coming up. So it's like, all right, I'm feeling this. I'm experiencing this. I am releasing this as I'm going through this and I'm done. It doesn't need to have any more charge on, on, on me. I don't need to hold on to it any longer. I'm free from this now. And then people can create more energetic space for more good to flow in their lives and more of what they want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So how has this, uh, how, what has transformed in your own life? Like from this, I'm sure a lot of things. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. If I, if I'm being really, really honest, like it, it took me to a deeper level of healing. I think that with healing, we, sometimes we, we go as far as we're comfortable and we're not really going into the like depths of our soul that we really don't want to look at, you know, really facing our shadows. So I felt like every time I did a session, it was peeling another layer back that allowed me to go deeper, deeper into self-worth issues. And I'm someone that, you know, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty confident person, but, but really diving deeper into how I attach my self-worth to business, how I attach my self-worth to how much money I was making, how I attach my self-worth to just like my my lifestyle and stuff like that. So really diving deeper into things that I just didn't want to look at things like, like finances and just, I mean, like I have a list. Yeah. (laughs) I have a list of things that, that it really helped me. It, It gives you this Eagle eye view. So one of the things that it does, it takes you into a different level of consciousness. So you're able to kind of look at your life from an expanded view. Mm. So when you're in it, when you're like right there in your life, you can only see what's in front of you. But after a session, I feel like I'm just, I have a clarity that nothing else has given me before. Wow. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I want to rewind it and talk a little bit about, about, um, you mentioned it helped you look at self-worth connected to your business and, and your self-worth connected to money. Um, I, I and what, what else you said about that? Can you talk about that more? Cause I think, I feel like that is so common. I've experienced it. I'm sure everyone has experienced some form of that attaching your self-worth to your, what you're doing in your business and how much money you're making or relationships or what have you. And I would love to hear like your learnings or even perspective shifts around that. I think it would be super helpful for people listening as well. Yeah, I'd love to. So this is actually something I haven't talked about before, (laughs) but, um, so I, I believe that we are, we, we tend to be in, in autopilot because this, like, the, the world we live in, society says, you know, get a job, go to college, get into a relationship, get married, get a house with a white picket fence. So it tells you to do all these things, check all these boxes. And we check all the boxes or for entrepreneurs, start a business, get more clients, raise your prices. So we have these like boxes that we have to check and we check these boxes. And then there's this feeling inside that's like, hmm. I checked all the boxes, but I'm still not happy. I'm still not fulfilled. I'm still not feeling the joy that I expected to feel when I checked all these boxes. And so I reached a point where I'm like, okay, business is good. I live in Florida. I live in this gorgeous place and I have all these things and I have a great social life, but I felt empty inside. And I couldn't understand why, because I was like, I have all the things and I was like, maybe I need to be in a relationship and like work towards marriage and like children. But I'm like, no, that's not it. I need to like really do some, some digging, which is what sound therapy helped me like peel some layers back and realize that 
honestly, if I'm being really transparent, a lot of my friendships were very superficial. I didn't have deep connections with people. It was very surface level relationships. And even with my business, I was making great money, but I wasn't building wealth. There's a difference in like making money and keeping money. So Mm -hmm. I was living above my means to where I wasn't really building wealth. And so there was just a lot of layers of just superficial crap that I wasn't aware of because I was stuck in this, like what I call autopilot of saying like, okay, well, I have the nice place and I have, you know, a following and I have friends and I have like all the things that people aspire to have, but I still wasn't fulfilled. There was like this little voice inside Mm -hmm. of me that was like, "Mm, something's not right. And what I realized I wanted was deeper connections. Like I don't want someone that's just like my friend because like we can take cute Instagram pictures. I wanted someone that at 3 a.m. if I'm having a hard time, I can call them. You know, someone that I know is gonna be there for a long period of time. I wanted a business that had longevity. I wanted to be building wealth. So regardless of what things look like on the outside, on the inside, I know I'm taken care of. I know I'm secure, I know I'm stable because there's a lot of people that make a lot of money and then they lose it. And then they're right back at square one. So I didn't Mm want to be in that hamster wheel. I wanted something with longevity. So I just went through like every area of my life and I'm like, okay, let me take a really good look at this and like face my shit. And I did, I, I realized that from my childhood, I had a lot of stuff. Like I moved around a lot as a child. In 12 years of grade school, I went to 11 different schools. So- Whoa, that's a lot. It is. (laughs) I thought I switched schools a lot. I switched like three times, that's a lot. Yeah. So even like just in high school alone, in four years of high school, I went to three different high schools in three different states. Wow. So Yeah. So I knew how to make friends, but I didn't know how to keep friends. Mm. So I'm really great. You could put me in any room and I'll make a friend, but keeping a relationship over time was a challenge for me because I was always moving. So I never knew how to like work through things or have longevity in any kind of connection. So these are things that I had to like really look at. Like when I would get into it with a friend or even just like dating, like dating, I had like a three month window of like, I date, I'd be like, oh my God, this person's amazing. And then three months later, I'm over it. So I had to look at all these things in my life. And I think that it's easy to look at life and be like, oh, well, dating sucks because of Bumble and because of Tinder and stuff like that. So instead of blaming society and saying, well, this is how it is. I I went within and I looked at, okay, what am I doing to make sure that I'm, I'm building real connection with people? What am I doing to make sure that I'm building real wealth? What am I doing to make sure that I'm really feeding my soul and not just looking fabulous? So these were things that I had to like really peel some layers back and sit with. And I feel like sound therapy really helped that because I had to go through all the stuff from my childhood, the painful, the painful memories of what created that defense mechanism that, that kind of guarded my heart from going deeper with people and pretty much do some inner child work where I'm like, you're okay. Like, you know, you can work through things and, and just reprogramming my subconscious. I had so much programming from generations before me and yeah. So just a lot of inner work. (laughs) Wow. 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 Thank you so much for 
opening up and sharing more about that, that it's, it's powerful to hear your lessons and shifts around that. And I think that, um, we all have our lessons to learn on this journey as well. And there are, it's so cool that there are these tools out there like sound healing, like EFT tapping, NLP, hypnosis, like all of these things that I like to call them modern magic that essentially allow us to really shift at at such a deep level so that we can free ourselves from whatever is like no longer serving us or is no longer resonant to what we are stepping into. And uh, I'm sure with the sound therapy and the sound healing, it's like you're literally tuning your vibrational frequency as well. Like aside from shifting things on an unconscious level, you're like vibrationally healing. I'm actually doing sound healing, a different form of sound healing. It's um, actually like a sound frequency with my vocal transformation coach. And we're actually, oh, nice. I was going to ask you if you've ever done like vocal stuff with, cause I know you're really into the chakras and the energy centers and it has everything to do with this, but we're doing um, the different uh, Bija mantras for each chakra and clearing out these energy centers through the vibration of my voice. And it has been literally one of the most powerful things I have ever done. And so I think I can, like, I, I've done sound therapy, but not not like consistently or in the way that you are doing it. Um, but I'm kind of clicking dots in my head because as I've been doing this vocal transformation work, things have been coming up depending on, cause we've been really spending a lot of time on each chakra, like a month doing the root chakra, like, you know, however long doing each, we're on the heart, right? Heart right now. And with each one, some things have come up. Like I remember when I did the root and I was doing the sound work for that, I couldn't even get through a lot of the days when I did it. I would just start crying. And I, I, I noticed different stories would come up and they would just be like released. And, and even with the heart, like I'm noticing a shift in my energy and like feeling more open and expansive and all these things. So, um, I, so yeah, I see the power in this a lot and I want, I, want to know like when you're doing your sound healing do you how do you work like through the energy centers with it yeah so so every chakra is associated with a different area of life and what i do just for like my one-on-one sessions i do just a a chakra clearing so if you have some built-up energy well we our chakras could be overactive or underactive so i'm basically just getting everything aligned and working like sim- I don't want to say simultaneously, but aligned. <laughs> and um, if I'm working with someone like to dive deeper into it, it's a lot of like, like I said, what with my own healing, peeling layers back. So the root chakra, for example, is associated with security and safety and stability and home and basic needs. So because I moved around so much, that was something that was really difficult for me to work through. Mm. And I realized like, like in my own journey going through that, I would always be triggered around like the first of the month. Like I would, my body would naturally tense up, like regardless if I had money for all my bills, because it was programmed inside of me, my body would always tense up around the first of the month because there's been times in my childhood where my mom would just like move. Like she would just pick up and like come get me from school and just like leave. So like I was always in this like, this 
fight or flight mode around the first of the month. And with sound therapy, I was able to heal on a cellular level. So now it's like, you know, and like, I notice a difference in my body and same thing with a lot of the people that I work with. So like I said, I do sound therapy at a rehab facility and dealing with addiction that is usually in your solar plexus because that's the, the chakra for discipline. So figuring out like where the person doesn't have discipline or where they're lacking self-worth to where the addiction can take over versus them saying, okay, no, I'm not going to do this thing. So really just diving deeper into where their triggers are, where their pain is, what they're trying to suppress, what they're trying to numb, what they're trying to cover up and allowing it to come to come to the surface so they can heal. And usually with just a couple of sessions, you can kind of tap into a person's subconscious to where, and not kind of, I shouldn't say kind of, you can tap into a person's subconscious to where they're, they feel safer talking about certain things in that theta state versus them just like not being in the theta state. So providing a safe container to where they can they can be in that state to where they're realizing what the problem is and then seeing it doesn't serve me anymore and allowing it to dissolve. So with the frequencies, it's literally dissolving the little pockets of trauma and pain in your body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do people feel like physical sensations as well? Or does it look like things just coming up like consciously, like stories or emotions? Definitely, I've had people feel physical sensations. So one that I hear the most is the lower back, which is like root chakra. So lower back is one that I feel like just like back pain. And sometimes they'll say like, oh, I was uncomfortable on the yoga mat. But I mean, I know for from experience that back pain, like we store a lot in our back. So back pain, I've heard of stuff with with the throat chakra and like a clenched jaw. So people having like their, their jaw, like, like clenched. And then they said they felt like a, like a pop, like it released something. Um, I feel like those are the most common back pain is definitely the most common. I've, I've had weird things with like knees. Like we store a lot of grief in the knees. So knees, um, that's so interesting. Yeah. And I did have one lady say something about her hands. Like there was like a release in her hands, but she, she had arthritis in her hands, which I didn't even know, but it released something in her hands. And she said she like her hands hadn't felt like that in a really long time. So it's just like weird, like every, everybody's different and we store different things. Like every, everyone's journey is different. So whatever pain someone may be feeling is an indication of what they're going through emotionally. And yeah, it's, it's going to be different from person to person. Mm. And do you have like, so how, what do you recommend for people, for people to get into this sort of thing? Like I, like, do you also, like how often do people come to you or do you have like, or can, is there like audios that they can listen to that will help like balance each different chakra or something like that? 
Yeah. So I have, I have several different options. I, I do my one-on-one sessions in person. I do one-on-one sessions virtually. I also have a membership where I'm sending audio recordings, journal exercises, guided meditation, sound therapy recordings to people throughout the month. So if you want continuous help, I do have a membership for that because there are layers and we peel one layer back and then we get to another one. It's like a never ending blooming onion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So if you want continuous help, but sometimes people just want to come one time, you know, Mm -hmm. and if someone's fairly like, if someone's in a good place emotionally, it could just be relaxation and they feel lighter. They're just like, you know, I feel light, I feel free. So it's not just for deep healing. It's also for relaxation. But if you are someone that's like, okay, I find myself in the same patterns over and over and over. I'm not happy in my relationships. I'm not happy in my career or business. You know, I'm not happy with like my weight, for example. A lot of times we have a core issue that we need to peel some layers back to get to. So for someone who does want to peel the layers back and really make sure that they're healing on a cellular level, because for example, like, with my root chakra, I needed a lot of work on my root chakra from moving around so much. And just my natural response to moving, moving was a trigger for me. Rent was a trigger for me. And this was stuff that I lived most of my life, not even realizing, not realizing why I was tense and why I was stressed and why I was feeling you know, pain in my shoulders every month because it was stored in me. And so we, we tend to numb. So we're not checking into what's going on in our body. And when I started doing sound therapy, I couldn't not notice what was going on. So if you're someone who you're just like, I I don't want to live with this. I don't want to have this trauma stored in my body. Then I would recommend, I I mean, I think everyone has to go at their own pace because you don't want to open Pandora's box faster than what someone's ready to do it. So it really just, it, I like to take it case by case. I know like some people like group programs, but I think for this work, I really enjoy working with people one-on-one so we can go at a pace that's comfortable for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I I like how you mentioned, like, you don't want to open Pandora's box because it, it, like sometimes there's a lot of stuff there that that's why like the healing process is cyclical too. It's like we peel the layers and, you know, it's, uh, everything at once can sometimes actually cause more damage than good. Um, just, uh, just in the form of like processing all of the things. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people are not ready. And I, I've, I just recently finished a trauma-informed course. So I feel like I have more knowledge of like not to push people. And I'm very much so like, let's go at your own pace. And if you're not ready to to open this box, then let's tuck it away for another day. You know, you want to be ready and willing and surrender to the process. But if you're not ready to surrender to the process, that's totally fine. And I think that that... I think in the past, I used to be a little more like, I'm going to give that little friendly push. But I, I think that working in the rehab facility really opened my eyes to sometimes people just really need to go at their own pace. And 
Yeah, it, it, that really is what it boils down to and mm-hmm. being being comfortable with that next level. Because I one of the things, and this is slightly off topic, but I just feel called to share it. Um, one of the things I worked on with my group this week is the sense of belonging. And one one thing I've been trying to figure out is why people go back to rehab facilities. Like they relapse and they go back. And we talked about the sense of belonging. Look, I'm getting emotional. Mm. <laughs> I'm, oh my goodness, I feel like I'm a mess today. So no, um, I, asked, I asked them, when have you had a sense of belonging? And out of the 10 people in the group, eight of them said here at the mm. rehab facility. And to me, I'm just like, so I feel like people look at it from the outside and think like, oh, they're relapsing and they're going back to rehab because they don't have self-control. But really, if they felt comfortable there and they go back out into the real world and they feel like people don't understand them, they're, they're around people that don't understand what they're experiencing, they almost feel more comfortable in that environment. And so pushing them and being like, get yourself together when they're not feeling comfortable in that outside world, you got to be a little more gentle because they're probably working through something different than just what like the addiction is. So, mm-hmm. so finding that sense of belonging within. So when they go out into the world, they feel confident, even if no one around them outside of the rehab facility understands what they're going through. Mm-hmm. So I just, I feel like I have a wider perspective now of like pushing people when they're not ready because there may be other layers of things that, that we need to work on. Yeah. If that makes sense. It, no, it, it totally does. It totally does. And, and, um, and I can just imagine like the, the people that felt more comfortable there, it's like your environment really impacts you. And so if like their, their environment wasn't conducive to what they were trying to step into and they had more support and connection and community and uh, help there, it makes sense um, that they'd want to be there <laughs> until they develop that from the inside. Um, and on the, on like, when it comes to people who are wanting to, who've been on the journey and, and have been doing the personal growth and spiritual growth work and the healing journey, I think also I just feel pulled to say this too, and maybe we can get into some manifestation talk a little bit, that you, I, I always tell people, you don't need to have everything healed or shifted or whatever in order to manifest the things that you want either, or in order to experience the good, more good in life. And so even if like how Niage is saying that, sometimes your people are only ready for a certain bits and pieces and that's okay. It does. It's not going to mean that you cannot attract what you want in your life or that you need to wait until all of this stuff is cleared from your system in order to see, you know, manifest the things that you want. Yeah. So, hundred percent. So, I was just gonna say, I, I would love to hear you talk more also on like the manifestation piece of this and, and, uh, how, how that, how your take on that is. Yeah. So I believe we, we can manifest. I mean, obviously my, my podcast is all about manifesting the life that mm-hmm. you truly desire. And I believe that we are powerful beyond what we even know. And 
my journey, so I, I discovered the secret a long time ago and I've been working on my mindset and all of the things. And I felt like I was manifesting things, but I wasn't holding on to them. And so what I, the space that I'm in right now is I realized that we can have like our conscious mind manifesting the things that we want and we get them fast, you know, like super fast manifester. But then our subconscious mind, I feel like is what really holds on to them. And if you have something that if you have discord inside, meaning like your conscious mind is like, yes, I'm positive. Yes, I'm awesome. Yes, I'm all these things. And your subconscious mind is like, "Mm, am I really worthy? Do I deserve this? Can I have this? Can I maintain this? Then it creates wobble in your vibration. So that's the work that I'm in right now is helping people clear out the generational patterns, clear out the crap that's like stored in your body, stored at a cellular level. Mm -hmm. So the subconscious and the conscious is congruent and whatever you manifest, you can hold on to. Mm. And so that's kind of how I see it. Like, I feel like when people just do affirmations and they have a vision board, that's the surface. Like that's the conscious mind. You're, mm-hmm. you're programming your conscious mind. So I feel like the next step is to make sure that the subconscious mind is in alignment with the conscious mind. Mm-hmm. And that's like when you really begin to embody and integrate the shifts Mm-hmm. So we're manifesting all of the time. And as we're doing that and embodying what we want and, and doing the work, the clearing work can happen simultaneously and the shifting at the unconscious level to allow you to keep what you desire and continue to expand on it. I love that explanation. Yes. yes. Yeah. Cause I feel like <laughs> yeah. some people get overwhelmed, like with all of the things that they feel like they need to do and shift. And it is a journey. Yeah, it is a journey. And I remind the people I work with all the time, be gentle with yourself. And you're, you're at, you're going at your own pace. And I know society is like, go, go, go push manifest, do this, do that. And that can be stressful sometimes. So be gentle, go at your own pace and trust that you're exactly where you're meant to be. And that's a, it's a, I feel like a reminder people need on a regular basis. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And eventually one day you're going to have an amazing story to tell from all of your experiences and the challenges that you've overcome and the lessons that you learned along the way. Yeah. There's so much power in our voice and, and at every stage, you know, I, I feel like as you continue to peel the layers back, like healing is not linear. So there's going to be different things, different challenges. As you start to transcend and elevate and raise your level of consciousness, you're going to come up against another challenge. So as you go through your journey, there's always going to be someone that'll benefit from your experience up until where you are. So there's people that are just starting out that would love to hear your story because I think the most important thing, and it goes back to the belonging, is that we don't feel like we're the only ones. We're in this alone. Like if you're going through this, someone else probably is going through the same thing and can benefit from you sharing your voice and knowing that they're not the only one and they're not alone. So I think it's important that we really embrace where we are. And it's easy to look at social media and feel like, oh, I'm so far behind or things are so hard for me. But when we share our story and we choose courage over comfort, 
then we give other people the courage to do so as well. So I think it's really important embracing where you are, being gentle with yourself and and really just honoring, honoring where you are. Because like you said, you are going to have a really amazing story to tell and look back and be like, wow, I've come a long way. And that's a really great feeling. Mm-hmm. It really is. And you, and and I, I like to encourage people to do that even now as well. Because like looking back on your successes and the things that you have already overcome, just really empowers you and, and, and motivates you to keep going. At least for me, it always has. <laughs> I'm like, well, I did that. I could do anything. I did that. I could do anything. I overcame that. Wow. That was a really hard time. And look at me now, <laughs> you know, it like just reminds you that you're capable and powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that really focusing on your self-worth like attaching your self-worth to growth more than, than the external successes is really powerful too. I don't think that people take enough time to pat themselves on the back for the inner work that they've done and for the, the internal growth, the stuff that people may not be able to see. It's easy to celebrate the stuff that you can see, like, you know, you have a new house or whatever, but really taking time to celebrate the internal stuff that no one can see. I think we forget to do that. And I think that's really important. It is. I love, I love that you said that because that I, I, that is literally the thing that I am most grateful for is who I have become and how I feel on the inside. Everything external is just a bonus. And also everything external can, it, it ends up being a reflection of how you feel about yourself on the inside as well as you do the work. So yeah. This was so good and such a really powerful conversation. And, and um, hopefully everyone learned a lot of things about sound therapy as well. You have inspired me to check out your membership site and see more about like what you're doing. So where can people find you and connect with you to check that out and to see in your podcast and everything that you're, you're doing? Because I know you talk a lot as well about attracting abundance and really shifting these, these resistance and blocks to be able to create more of what you want. So share away. Yeah. You can find me on my website, niaje.com, N-I-A-J-A-E.com. That will link you to pretty much everything. So my podcast, which is Abundance Hack, and we have an interview with you as well. So they have to check that out. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, the membership, everything you can get to from niaje.com. I'm all over social media. So Facebook, if you type in niaje, Instagram is at niaje. So everything is my name. So I'm really easy to find. Awesome. And I'll put all of those links in the show notes as well. And for those of you listening, definitely check out Niaje's podcast too. She, I, I love like how sparkly you are with uh, everything that you, you do. It's so awesome and really inspiring. And I just love your energy and vibe and everything that you're doing. So thank you so much for being here, for taking the time to share your magic and wisdom. This has been amazing. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much for having me and allowing me to share my story. I haven't talked about a lot of this. So (laughs) thank you for creating a space for people to share their voice. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button. If you want extra motivation to manifest a life and business that you're obsessed with, then find me on Instagram at the spiritual boss babe or visit spiritualbossbabe.com. I love you and appreciate you so, so much. And I'll see you in the next episode. I hope you have a magical day. Thank you.